Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, and here we go. We are absolutely packed today on a brand new Guido's Gridiron Blitz on a Monday on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. It is great to have you with us. Plenty of stuff to go over today. We had a wild Week 13, very interesting week. I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you, a lot of stuff went down. Carson Wentz got benched for Jalen Hurts. We'll obviously discuss that. Uh, Sunday Night Football last night, I thought, brought us a couple of storylines. We'll touch on that. Today, I'm going to rank the potential head coach openings. I'm going to cover that in about a half an hour. So make sure you stick around for that. Uh, I think there's only six. There are six potential head coach openings, and that's it. That's all I've got so far. Um, But plenty of stuff to hit on today. It's great to have you with us. Uh, Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. We have football tonight. However, I do want to remind you that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by by American betting experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. You'll see it. It's going to be right there, upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state, such as, you know, BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those, right? You pick among those gaming sites. You sign up, and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000, okay? Just remind, uh, just (laughs) let me say that again, $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or risk-free bet. It's that easy. So again, Go to LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located on the upper right side of the page and then get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. That is American betting experts. Okay. Plenty of stuff to to hit on today. I do want to begin with this. Uh, So the big story of today uh, is the Eagles finally benched Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz is having the worst year of his career without a doubt uh leads the league in interceptions right now uh, under his start in 12 games three eight and one is the record 57 and a half percent completion percentage a little over 2600 yards he's got 16 touchdowns and 15 interceptions he is not playing good football a quarterback rating of 72.8. He has not been good, and you don't need me to tell you that. Carson Wentz has had a bad year. And as much as I've defended Carson Wentz, I've never strayed off the fact that he's had a bad year. I'm not one of these crazy guys that denies the fact that Carson Wentz is not seeing the field the same way. He's not. Carson Wentz is, is, is off this year. There is something, look, I ranked him in the preseason as a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. In the preseason, I ranked Carson Wentz as a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. This year, he very well could be the worst quarterback in the NFL. Or at least one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. 
and nobody really would give you an argument. It, he hasn't been good. The Eagles benched him yesterday for Jalen Hurts, their second-round pick at Oklahoma, played a bunch of years at Alabama. Last year played for Oklahoma and uh, under Lincoln Riley, and it turned him into a legitimate draft prospect as a quarterback. When when Jalen Hurts was at Alabama, he didn't really throw the football that well. He was more of a runner. It was, you know, Alabama is not a quarterback powerhouse. They're a virtually every other position powerhouse, but they're not a quarterback powerhouse. That's not what they do. Jalen Hurts went to Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley, turned into a star. He was unbelievable. Heisman candidate. He was he was awesome. So the Eagles drafted him in the second round. Uh, and the question today, this morning and now in this afternoon, on this Monday, is, well, is this it for Carson Wentz? Is the Carson Wentz era in Philadelphia over? Will they start Jalen Hurts next next week, and that'll just be it? You got to remind yourself, Carson Wentz got paid $32 million a year just a couple of years ago by the Eagles. $32 million a year was given in a contract contract extension. He was their guy. That's the question this uh, today. Is, is Jalen Hurts going to be the new starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles? My answer is yes, he will be. I think Jalen Hurts will be the future starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's why. The Eagles gave up on Carson Wentz way before people think. Way before. They're not the Eagles have already given up on him. They're not even trying at this point. The Eagles aren't even trying to help Carson Wentz. Not even a little. And just to give you a little bit of perspective on where Philadelphia stands with how they view their current quarterback. They have a statue of Nick Foles outside of the stadium, and they drafted Jalen Hurts, a quarterback, in the second round of this year's draft. And last year, Carson Wentz was not bad. In fact, Carson Wentz led them to the playoffs when the entire team around him got hurt. With the exception of his offensive line. He had at least some protection, some time to throw the football. Last year, Carson Wentz was 9-7, and 64% completion percentage, 27 touchdowns, and 7 picks. He had a 93.1 quarterback rating. He was good last year with not much. This year, he's not as fortunate. His receivers are still not there, and neither is his offensive line. Carson Wentz is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. He's been sacked. 50 times this year. 50. This offensive line is bad. It's injured. And Carson Wentz doesn't have a receiver that can get open quickly enough so he can get rid of the ball. Carson Wentz is getting screwed by the Eagles. He's getting screwed. He was never respected. You got to remind yourself, Carson Wentz three years ago was going to win MVP before he got injured. The year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, Carson Wentz through 13 weeks was 11-2, and two, had a 60% completion percentage, 33 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Led the league in total QBR. He had a 101.9 quarterback rating. He was outstanding. And everybody was all in on Carson Wentz. And yesterday, I find it hilarious. I, I really do find it funny. Yesterday, Eagles fans and NFL Twitter and all of these people are freaking out about, oh, look at how good Jalen Hurts is. He has just been. Jalen Hurts didn't play well yesterday either, might I remind you. Let me give you an idea. Jalen Hurts yesterday was 5 for 12. That is below 50% in completion percentage. 5 for 12 for 109 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And by the way, he 
was sacked three times. Carson Wentz was sacked four yesterday. And Jalen Hurts is known for his legs. He's kind of a run-first guy from what we know. Jalen Hurts is a run-first guy. His escapability is great. He can move around in the pocket. He can escape the pocket. He can grab extra yards with his legs. He's athletic. He's fast. Even he couldn't escape the pressure. So the Eagles, yes, they are going to start cars. Uh, they are going to start Jalen Hurts going forward because you don't need me to tell you that they've given up on him. And there are a lot of people, uh, genuinely, and I, I I hear it every single week when I defend Carson Wentz. Well, Guido, look at how bad he's playing. Of course, they're giving up on him. No, 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 no. No, the Eagles gave up on him way before. Okay, they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they built a statue of Nick Foles outside of the stadium. Nick Foles can't win a game anywhere else. He's gone to the Rams. He's gone to Jacksonville. He's gone to Kansas City. He's now in Chicago. He can't win anywhere. But he had that one magical run in Philadelphia, and everybody fell in love with him. Eagles fans and the Eagle organization were never into Carson Wentz. Were never into Carson. When Carson Wentz got injured, that was it. That was it. The Eagles didn't wait for Carson Wentz to play poorly to give up on him. They were waiting for Carson Wentz to play poorly so they could justify already giving up on him. They they bailed on Carson Wentz long ago. And I am trying to convince people that that's a dumb decision. Carson Wentz is going to make somebody very, very happy in the NFL. Uh, He's going to go to a team like Indianapolis or something like that that can protect him, that's going to give him weapons. Indianapolis, Denver, one of those teams is going to be very, very happy with Carson Wentz as their quarterback because the talent is there. I told you a couple of weeks ago that we understand what bad quarterbacks look like. Carson Wentz is not that. Okay, Ben DiNucci of the Dallas Cowboys is a bad quarterback. You saw him and said he doesn't belong in the NFL. Mitch Trubisky is a bad quarterback. He he can't figure it out. We know what bad quarterbacks look like. Carson Wentz is not one of them. He's having a bad year. He's having a bad year. And people say, oh, but if he, listen, if Wentz is that great, he's got to make the adjustments. Okay, you got me there. I Look, Carson Wentz is not seeing the field right. He's not seeing the field. And I think part of that's coaching, right? Part of it, you have to be able to coach that out of him. Coaches are responsible for making adjustments as well. And the Eagles just can't make it. The Eagles roster is injured, and they have to find a way around that. Or they're going to be bad, which they are. Carson Wentz is not their problem. Okay, if I were to tell you that, and let's just throw Carson Wentz off of this argument for a second. If I were to just say Carson, a, a, a quarterback is going into a situation with a bad offensive line that can't protect him, he's going he's gonna to lead the league in time sacked, and he's got no receivers that can get open. Oh, and his best receivers are all hurt. They're not going to play all year. And his running game is, well, average at best. Well, how can you expect him to succeed? He's he's not going to be very good. He's got to go to a good situation. That's Carson Wentz. He can't stay upright. He's got no receivers. He's got an average running game. Quarterbacks need help, even a little bit. And Carson Wentz showed you last year that it doesn't take much, but it does take something. 
you have to at least be able to keep him upright, keep him in the pocket long enough so he can deliver the football. Okay, give him an extra second in the pocket, and maybe he'll be able to make something of himself, right? 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions when he's throwing to you and me at wide receiver. That's impressive to me. This year, he's got the same thing at wide receiver. Jalen Rager looks like a bust. Jalen Rager doesn't look any good. They passed on Justin Jefferson in the draft, who was the clear-cut pick at that spot. They whiffed. Justin Jefferson is crushing it right now in Minnesota. Crushing it. They should have taken him, a guy that can create separation. Not a TCU punt returner. No receivers, no offensive line. It's just a bad situation for Carson Wentz. And it's a shame because the Eagles are going to give up on him. In a couple of days, you're going to see Doug Peterson announce that Jalen Hurts will be the starter at the end of the year. And that's it for Carson Wentz. (sighs) Okay. I do want to get into this. Uh, Speaking about teams that are going to have an opening at the quarterback position. I think there's going to be a number of them, right? There's the obvious ones that are going to draft a guy, right? The New York Jets are going to draft a quarterback. They're, they're, they'll, look, it, the New York Jets, I think, are going to draft a quarterback if they get the number one pick. If the Jets get the number one pick, they'll take Trevor Lawrence. But other than that, I don't know. But let's just pretend like the Jets will get the number one pick. So the, the Jets are going to take a quarterback. The Jacksonville Jaguars are obviously going to take a quarterback. Uh, the Bears are going to have a, a, a need at quarterback. Indianapolis, I think, will need a quarterback because Phillip Rivers is going to be done after this year. they got to fill the uh, fill the spot. There's a couple of teams that I think are going to be entertaining it. Carolina could. Th- there's a bunch. One of those teams that should is Denver. Last night, what we saw was a 21-16 to loss for the Denver Broncos against the Chiefs in Kansas City on Sunday Night Football. Um, And my takeaway from that is, and and I'm going to primarily center this around the Broncos for a minute, because Denver, to me, is not a bad football team. They just have a bad quarterback. Okay, so if I were to tell you that there was a team out there that had a again and, and they're kind of repeating history right there was a team that had a good offensive line were loaded with weapons two really good running backs a good pass rush some nice defensive players right they were well coached they've got a good disciplinarian coach ownership is okay but they just needed a quarterback your inclination would be like, okay, well, they could probably draft one, right? Let's let's be real. Denver's too good. They're too good. They're not going to be able to draft a quarterback. The quarterback class this year is going to be deep, but it's not that deep. I don't think they'll be able to get a guy from where they are that they can just plug and play. Drew Locke is not the answer. Drew Locke has a can have a game every now and again where he just lights everybody up. But Drew Locke this year is just an absolute turnover machine. And to be honest with you, he's not really developing. And I understand that this is a year that's a little bit awkward, but he really isn't developing. Okay, think about this for a second. This is where Drew Locke ranks in re- in these key categories in the NFL. He's last in completion percentage at 55.5%. He is 27th in yards per game. He's averaging about 213 passing yards a game. He's 31st in interceptions in the league. He's got 13 picks only to Carson Wentz. And his passer rating in the league is last, 67.1 passer rating. He's among the worst quarterbacks in the league. Nine touchdowns and 13 interceptions on the year for Drew Locke. And this is not the same as the Carson Wentz situation. 
because Drew Locke has a good offensive line. He's got a great running game. He's got wide receivers up the waz. He's got great players around him. Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick's a hell of a player. Noah Fant, the tight end, is really good. Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay in the backfield. They are loaded on the offensive side of the football. John Elway has focused so heavily on stacking up the offensive side of the football, and he's right for doing so. He wanted to give Drew Locke the best chance possible for him to win football games. Drew Locke is not the answer because he's not winning football games with this. And there's a couple of injuries, right? On defense, primarily, Jarrell Casey's out. Von Miller is out. You know, their best wide receiver, Cortland Sutton, is uh, was out for the year early on in the season. But let's be honest. Okay, <laughs> you can you can live with those wide receivers. Those are guys that create space that they can play. They can really play. Drew Locke's not it. So here's my solution. With the Broncos roster, I think it has very few holes, right? They they need a middle linebacker. They need a, probably a corner or two, and they need a quarterback. Th that's their roster, right? They even have a good right tackle. They're, they're playing DeMar Dotson at right tackle, but Juwan James is opted out for the season. He's their actual right tackle. He's much better. There's a quarterback out in the market next year that I think is going to be very, very good because they're not going to be good enough to draft a guy. Or they're not going to be bad enough to draft a guy. So they should go out and get one in free agency. I would go out and I would sign Matt Stafford. If I'm the Denver Broncos, I would go out and sign Matt Stafford. I think that there's a legitimate market for somebody like Stafford. I do. And I don't think that you'll have to pay a super-duper amount for him. Matt Stafford in his career has not had an oozing amount of success. And more than likely, that's because he plays for the Detroit Lions and the Lions are a mess. And they've and they've been a mess for a long time. But as for numbers, I mean, Matt Stafford leads pretty potent offenses, right? I mean, he's consistently over 4,000 yards passing. He's a productive player. And he's done that without incredible weapons right not you know he's he's okay his offensive line has been okay his running game has been okay his wide receivers throughout his career been okay he'd be entering a much better situation in denver with much better weapons a much better situation i think that the broncos should sign matt stafford they should because and like i said they're kind of rewriting history because Denver was in a sim uh, similar situation when they signed Peyton Manning. Now, Matt Stafford is not Peyton Manning. We all know that. But it's a similar situation where you bring the veteran quarterback in. You don't have to spend the time to develop him. Denver is not in a situation where they can just go for the top gun. Right? They can't go after Justin Fields. They can't go after Trevor Lawrence. They can't go after a guy like that because they're too good. They need to get a guy from the outside. They need to bring in a free agent that's already developed, that's already been there. He's been around the block before. Matt Stafford knows how to play. That's the look, th like this is the difference between Denver and Dallas, right? Like Dallas is horrible. They're going to get a top five draft pick. Okay. They can go out and they can draft a quarterback if they do, please, and not want to pay Dak Prescott. That's what they can do. Because we all, Dallas's roster is really good, too, on both sides of the football. They got really nice players. You're, there's not a lot of holes on that roster. Maybe corner, safety. Maybe they could use another pass rusher, right? Like, uh, There's a couple of holes on that defense that they could probably use. But there's not a lot. They could draft the kids, save the money, right? Bring in. They have the opportunity to do that. Denver doesn't. Denver needs an immediate upgrade. Regardless of what you think of Matt Stafford, he's definitely an upgrade over Drew Locke, right? 
I mean, even this year, the Lions are not a great football team. They're five and seven this year. Five and seven. 63.5% completion percentage, over 3,200 yards passing, 29 touchdowns, nine interceptions. He's got a 94.5 quarterback rating. Look, <laughs> that's an upgrade over Drew Locke, I'll tell you right now. And Drew Locke has better surroundings than Matt Stafford by a lot. By a, It's not close. And imagine if Cortland Sutton comes back next year, who's their best receiver. You get another development year out of Jerry Judy. I mean, there's a legitimate, this is legit here. We do remember in the preseason, there were plenty of people that were picking, that there were believers in Drew Locke. I was one of them. I was a believer in Drew Locke. And people had Denver as a top 10 team in the NFL. We thought that Denver was going to be a surefire playoff team. Because they had the roster. This roster was going to be good. And Drew Locke is a dud. And that's what happened. Right? Drew Locke is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL this year. He's been terrible. He started nine games. He's been awful this year. He's been terrible. So move on. Drew Locke is not developing. He's not working with this amount of help. Move on. And Denver is going to be able to go after Matt Stafford. Stafford has an out in his contract, right? So he could, and listen, if he's not available, then you got to find another way to go, right? You got to find another way to go because look, if he opts into the next two years of his contract, then there's nothing you do. But I think you could get Matt Stafford for under 30 million. I think you could get him for under 30 million a year because He's not producing like a 30-plus million-dollar-year quarterback in the win-loss department, right? In the win-loss department, he's not producing at the same level. So you could probably get him for a little bit cheaper, but that's what I would do. If I'm the Denver Broncos, we know that Drew Locke isn't working. Matt Stafford, with those receivers, a tough coach that's respected, a running game, an offensive line that can protect him. You know, you 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 buy into Matt Stafford, you draft a whole bunch of defensive players, and you go to work. You draft a middle linebacker. You know, you draft corners, you, and you just, you go to work. I think if Denver makes a move like that, they're easily a playoff team next year because they just got to get quarterback right. And getting quarterback right in this league is really, really hard. You know that Matt Stafford works at least to an extent in this league. You know the talent's there, right? Matt Stafford's outrageously talented. Arm talent is among the best in the league. He's got a cannon. I think he'd fit right in. He's not a bad guy, good locker room guy, right? He'd fit right in. He would take that leadership role, no problem. Bring him in. Let him see. Let And honestly, even if you don't want to give up on Drew Locke, let Stafford go in there and help the kid out a little bit. Maybe it's not over for Drew Locke. Just because you're benching him now doesn't mean he can't be good later. Right? You don't have to cut Drew Locke. Bring Stafford and say, hey, listen, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to develop you a little bit. We look, we think we have a really good roster to compete. So bring him in and listen, he'll help you out along the way. Stafford's always been a team guy. He'll do it. Of course he would. It's not going to be that situation with Big Ben and Mason Rudolph where, they, listen, if Mason Rudolph needs to learn the playbook, that's on him. <laughs> he can't come running to me. That's his responsibility. I don't think Stafford would, would do that. I think Stafford would gladly help him. And again, you got to keep in mind, the Lions, they just fired their <laughs> – they might not want Stafford back. They just fired their GM. They just fired their coach. They might just want to completely start over. They might want to bring in an entirely new quarterback, completely rebuild, try to build something different. Because Listen, Matt Stafford's been there for 11 years, okay? He's been there for a long time. This is his 12th season, 12th season. They might just want to move on, and that's fine, okay? All right. Uh, I do want to remind you, 
Uh, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. That's American betting experts. You go to LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located on the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. They're not all legal everywhere, so you have to pick among the sites that are legal in your state, BetMGM, PointsBet, FanDuel, DraftKings, all of those. You sign up, and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. 100 bucks to 1000 bucks in an account deposit match or risk-free bet. It's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts experts uh okay uh let's get into this so uh i told you at the beginning of the show that i was going to do this um i am going to rank the potential head coach openings in the nfl so not all these jobs are available yet obviously there have been coaches that have already been fired okay atlanta right houston detroit uh, they've already fired their head coach so so those are obviously going to be in there. Um, but I do think that there are going to be six potential head coach openings uh, that could be filled this offseason. So three coaches have already been fired. I think there's going to be three more at the end of the season. Um, so I'm going to rank them from six to one. Let's see where we land us here. So the number six job, this is the worst job, I think, uh, that a coach can get. Um, the Detroit lion job, I think is the worst job out of, uh, out of all of them. I do. Here's the reason why. So you have no idea where you're going with Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford could opt into his contract. It could be stuck with him for two more years. If not, if you don't want him, you're going to have to cut him and have that terrible salary on your contract, uh, on your, on your books. Um, and the ownership in Detroit is not all that stable. Right, it's it's not a great stable organization. You know, the roster on its face is not terrible, right? Like you look at they they've spent some money in free agency. They've brought in some nice players. You know, Kenny Galladay's good. Marvin Jones. They drafted DeAndre Swift out of Georgia last year. He's pretty good. They have a decent offensive line. Like this roster is not in shambles, but you know, you kind of just lack direction. Because you don't know if you're going to keep Stafford around or not. They you just they fire their GM also, so you're going to be starting completely new here. It might take some time for you to to really get going. And if you don't succeed right off the gate, you know the Lions fans have dealt with a lot of crap over the years. That Matt Patricia was an absolute disaster. He was a disaster in Detroit. So they're going to want pretty fast results here. If you don't get it, you might be out of the door quick anyway. So I don't love the lion job. I think that's going to be the worst job to have. Uh, that's number six. Number five. And now this is where we start getting into some pretty decent potential here. Number five, I think the Jacksonville Jaguar job will be, uh, that's number five to me. Because I do think that Doug Marone is going to get fired at the end of the year. Um, listen, Jacksonville right now, they're one in 11 they're going to get a top two draft pick in the, uh, in the draft this year. And I think they're definitely going to go after a quarterback. If it's not Trevor Lawrence at number one, they're going to go after Justin Fields out of Ohio state at number two. And I think that's part of the attractive part of the job, right? You are the second closest team to Trevor Lawrence that matters. And if you don't get Trevor Lawrence, you get a nice young quarterback in Justin Fields, or maybe if you prefer Zach Wilson at a BYU or Trey Lance at a North Dakota state, somebody like that, right? You get one of those guys in there, and right out of the gate, you know, you're working with a brand new quarterback. There's a new direction here. This is a pretty bare roster, so there's a lot of creative freedom here. I think um, you're pro you're going to be able to bring in your own GM, right? They just fired their GM, Dave Caldwell, so they're going to be able to. You know, there's going to be some creative freedom here. There will be. So, um, like I said, I don't think that the Jaguar job is amazing. There are definitely some downsides, right? Jacksonville is not a stable organization. There aren't a lot of players that want to go down and play there, uh, given their history. Plus, you're, again, the, this is an organization that is dying for some success here. They're constantly in the basement. 
So there's going to be a lot of pressure on you to bring to bring yourself up to that. If it takes longer than you're expecting, then you could be out the door pretty quickly too. So I'm going to say that the Jacksonville Jaguar job is ranked number five. Believe it or not, number four for me. A lot of people are going to say this is the worst job out there. I don't think it is. The New York Jet job I don't think is bad. I don't think it's a bad job. I really don't. Okay, think about this for a second. Adam Gase is going to get fired at the end of the year. He should. He's the worst coach in the NFL. Okay. Their, their new GM, Joe Douglas, I think has done a nice job in the limited time he's been there. He's only been there for about a year and a half. And what he's done is the pieces that he's able to bring in are working, right? The draft that he just had is where Makai Becton looks like a super, a, a pro bowl left tackle, right? Denzel Mims, they're the second round pick wide receiver. Looks like he's going to be around for a long time. He's got talent. He's good. Okay. He's bringing in players that are nice. The way that he traded Jamal Adams and got two first round picks that that's amazing. You're going to have a direction here. I don't think that you're going to be in a bad spot. If you go to the jets, right? The jets to me, again, and likely you're going to get Trevor Lawrence. And if you don't get Trevor Lawrence, you get Sam Darnold. And I think that there's a lot of potential there too. So I think you're okay at quarterback. You got to worry about building the rest of the roster. I think the way of fixing the roster is pretty easy, right? You provide your, whoever your quarterback is with some legitimate offensive talent, wide receivers, running backs. You build that offensive line. You, you hammer down the offense. So at least you're scoring points, right? Your defense, the, the jet defense is actually livable right now it's not amazing but it's livable so i think you know it, the jets being 0 and 12 i think it looks worse than what people think because the jet ownership isn't great but their gm is good they know the direction that they want to go in they just fired greg williams today so that matters too i think adam gase gets out the door the jet job is not as bad as people think i really do i really do think that you get trevor lawrence there's some creative freedom there. You got a lot of assets. You have, you're 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 in a pretty good situation with your GM. I think he'll take care of you. I think the Jets is a good job. I do. That's that's number four. Number three to me is the Houston Texans. Uh, Houston to me, uh, after they fired Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien was just not. He should have been fired a while ago. Okay, the fact that they didn't fire him, I thought was pretty surprising. Um, but here's the biggest thing. You get Deshaun Watson, right? You you you're you're the new coach in Houston. You get Deshaun Watson, who's a winner. He's a team player, and he's fantastic, right? Like the, he's a top six or so quarterback in the NFL. Um, and look, I, I don't think that this roster is is too far away, right? You, you got to have a couple of good drafts to really get yourself in there. Maybe sign a free agent or two. But this roster is not incredibly far away. You got some pretty good linebackers. J.J. Watt is fantastic. You know, you build that secondary. You've done a lot of work on the offensive line, right? With Laramie Tunsil, you already traded for. Uh, Titus Howard, Max Sharping in uh, in the offensive line. You've really built a nice uh, foundation there. You're going to have to recover from the DeAndre Hopkins trade. That was a bad trade. And again, it's, it's, it's turning out to be, you know, one of those deals where you know, it, you might not fully recover for a while because you, you get a wide receiver that's that good. You know, it's it's hard to get your quarterback up to that level again. But Deshaun Watson's really good. He's having a great year this year, despite the fact that the Texans are losing games. The Deshaun Watson numbers are very, very good, and they're not garbage time numbers. Okay, the, the Texans are in a lot of games, especially since they fired Bill O'Brien and Romeo Cornell took over as the interim. They've been in a lot of football games, so I don't think the Texan job is bad. That's a good job. You get Deshaun Watson. Again, the organization is not all that stable, but you're at least you're working with a good quarterback here. The Texan job is number three. Number two is the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Atlanta Falcons to me are, uh, look, it, I think that you can kind of choose your direction. Okay, this is not a, a, a situation where, you know, you're kind of, something has to work out. You got to pick something and then roll with it. I think you can kind of take this as you go along because Matt Ryan is good enough to stick around for a few more years. 
He is. Matt Ryan's a good player. I think right now he's still a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And that offense is going to score points just based on the talent that's already there. Right, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley's there. Their offensive line is not terrible. Like they, they, they have, they have some pretty good pieces over there in Atlanta on the offensive side. The defense is what's killing you. So you can understand that what you can focus on early on is defense. Right, just, just overload your drafts with defensive players to try to improve that side of the football. Because I think if you do improve that side of the football, you're going to win football games. You are. You're going to win games because your offense is going to be able to score points already. You just can't stop anybody. If you can stop people just a little bit, you're going to win more football games. So I think that's a big one. Uh, and again, even if you don't want to move forward with, forward with Matt Ryan, you don't have to move off him right away. And if you do want to move off Matt Ryan, you can go in that direction and not completely fall apart. This is a good organization. Again, you're going to be able to bring in your own D, uh, GM. They fired Thomas Dimitrov. So this is a good or, uh, owner in Arthur Blank. Okay, this is this is a pretty good organization, you know, with some pretty good pieces around him. Dan Quinn just wasn't working there. He had worked for a little bit. He's not. He wasn't working anymore. So they're going to bring in a new coach, and I think more than likely that's going to work out for them. So if you're if you're somebody who's applying for head coaching jobs, the, the Atlanta Falcon job is not a bad job. You get a quarterback in there, and especially if you do want to take the time to rebuild, I don't think it'll take very long if you want to go in that direction. So I think that's pretty good. The Falcon job is number two. All right, the number one job is not a job to be had yet, but I think it will be by the, by the end of the year. The number one coaching job opening that could happen this offseason is the L.A. Charger job. The Chargers job is a good one. That's a good job to get. I think Anthony Lynn could get fired by the end of the year because, look, the roster in Los Angeles is too good to be 3-9. and nine. There's no way that team should be 3-9 and nine with their rookie quarterback that is playing that well. And we've seen over and over and over again this year that the Chargers just fall apart at the end of games. And it's not like one part of the ball falls asleep. It's it's like special teams mistakes. Okay, it's a couple of defensive mistakes that just screw them. That's coaching. So I think Anthony Lynn is going to be gone by the end of the year. Um, and the Charger job is just, it's, I mean, it's amazing. The roster is good. The, the Chargers roster is a playoff roster. It really is. That's not a bad team. Okay. You help, you know, clearly what you need to do is you need to build on that offensive line. You need to bring in an offensive lineman or two that can help protect Justin Herbert. Plus Justin Herbert is a phenomenal young quarterback. He's having a great season. This is a player that you can bring that you can ride with long term. You know, there's no pressure on getting quarterback right because they already did, <laughs> right? You don't have to draft your uh, another quarterback because they already have one, and he's really really good. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about it. He's young, okay? He's going to go into his second year. You know, keep building that offense, right? They already have Eckler. They got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and. They've got some nice pieces there. Just build that offensive line to keep him upright, protect him, and, again, keep loading up on defense. you get got a good pass rush, right? Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa is a fantastic pass rush. They built, some, they built a secondary. They've got some good linebackers, right, with Perryman and Kenneth Murray, and they've got some really nice players. This is a good roster. And the only thing that you have to adjust is making sure that you don't fall apart in games, which again, if you're an upgraded coach, won't happen. There's the potential there to get pretty good pretty early in this job. Plus, again, you're building something around a quarterback that's really, really good. So if you can do that, if you can just, again, keep building, if you can keep building, then you're going to be fine, right? You're all you got. (laughs) There's no pressure here. There's no, because there's no big decisions. All you got to do is coach. All you have to do is, is not fall apart. 
So I think that's the Charger job right now is the best job in the NFL. Uh, so let me rank them again. The Lions at number six, they're the worst job. Jacksonville at five, the Jets at four, the Texans at three, uh, Atlanta is at two, and then the Charger job, I think, is number one. Those are That's how I rank the potential head coach openings next year. Uh, okay, so we have football. We have football uh, uh, today, and we have football tomorrow. Uh, COVID is giving us a really interesting football schedule. I'll tell you that much. So tonight at five o'clock, the Washington football team go to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. The Bills are going to San Francisco to play the 49ers, even though it's not going to be in San Francisco. It's going to be in Arizona. Um, but the Bills and 49ers are going to be playing at 815. And then tomorrow at eight o'clock, Tuesday at eight o'clock, we get the Cowboys and the Ravens in Baltimore. So. Uh, I think we've got some pretty good games in the next couple of days. We'll discuss those uh, a little bit later. There were a couple of more, a couple more interesting things that happened this week, right? <laughs> I mean, the, how crazy was the hail mary for the Raiders to beat the Jets? <laughs> there was legitimately five seconds left on the clock, and all the, it was Derek Carr, Henry Ruggs, and that was the end of the game. Henry Ruggs just beat his man, and that was it. Five seconds left in the whole game. That was it. I mean, it's unbelievable. That is, it's just, uh, it's so Jets. It really is. Uh, listen, I live in New York. I got to indulge in this for a minute. That that was that was a Jet loss. Okay, and I thought that Mina Kimes was hysterically funny at the end of the game. She drew, she's like, just for those of you that don't understand. You know what? What happened here? Uh, well, let me uh, draw this diagram for you. For <laughs> and it's a layout of the field of the play, and she just draws like a little tank on the, on the field just to indicate that that. Yep, they're tanking. <laughs> they're tanking for Trevor. Uh, so that's uh, unbelievable to me. But honestly, I thought the Jets had that game won. They were even saying it. just like, the Jets are going to win because it was like a minute and a half left. The Jets had just gotten a stop, right? Like, they were just going to get the ball back. It wasn't going to take much. And the Raiders get the ball back with, like, literally nine seconds or something like that left. And they throw a Hail Mary and win the game. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable the way that J the Jets lose games. But the reaction in New York was hilarious because Jets fans were happy. They didn't want to win that game. They're just like, we want Trevor Lawrence. That's what we want. So aye, aye, aye. I thought it was hilariously funny, but the Raiders ended up winning that game 31 28. Um, boy, oh boy. I should have picked a lot more road teams. Uh, look at this. I, I picked the Bears to beat the Lions. The Lions won. I picked the Texans to beat the Colts. Uh, the Colts won. Uh, I picked the Titans to beat the Browns. The Browns won. That was the best. Uh, listen. I'll probably discuss this a little bit more on Friday, but that was the best game the Browns have played all year. And when I discussed it last week about how the Browns needed to get a win and Baker Mayfield needed to get a win in order for the organization to really continue to buy into him, that was exactly the game that they needed. Baker Mayfield played the best game of the season so far for him, 25 of 33 for 334 yards and four touchdowns. He was unbelievable yesterday. He was I, like, that's the thing that drives me crazy about Baker is that he just, there are times where he just looks terrible. And then there are other times where he looks like he's going to be the best quarterback in the NFL. It's unreal how inconsistent he is. It blows me away, okay? But the Browns right now sit at 9-3. and three. They are in prime position to get into the playoffs, and the Browns could win a playoff game. It's not completely out of the realm of possibility. If that's the player, if that's the play that they are going to get out of their quarterback, they can win a playoff game. I'm not kidding. They can win a playoff game. So don't be surprised if Cleveland goes on and wins. Um goes on and, uh, and wins a playoff game. Jacksonville almost won yesterday against Minnesota, had to take it to overtime against Minnesota. They just barely squeaked it out. And that's the thing that scares people about the Vikings. They're 6-6 six and six now. They're back in the hunt. But 
listen, this is <laughs> this is a team that scares everybody, right? You don't know what you're going to get out of Kirk Cousins, even though Kirk Cousins is having a good year, right? You just you don't you don't know, and that roster for Jacksonville. I mean, Mike Glennon and the Jacksonville Jaguars have no business even being in a game with Minnesota. They don't have a they don't have business with being in a game with anybody, okay, except maybe the Jets. Like maybe the Jags and the Jets would be a good football game. They they have no business beating anybody else. Or maybe Cincinnati without Joe Burrow. Like that's it, that's it. Um, this was a big one. This was a big one. The Giants beating Seattle in Seattle, seventeen twelve was the final score, and it was the Giants with a backup quarterback. It was the Giants with Colt McCoy at quarterback. That is crazy. So. Are we off of Seattle now? Like, is is that what we'll have to be? Because we all love Russell Wilson. We all know that. But, I, I mean, are we going to have to be off Seattle now? Because I, you can't lose a game like that. If you go into New York and the Giants beat you, okay, that's a little less disheartening. But this is bad. The Giants went into your own building. The Giants are four and seven before yesterday. A four and seven football team playing with a backup quarterback in the worst division in football. They go into your building and beat you, and you have the second best quarterback in the NFL. The Seahawks, I'm telling you right now, the Seattle Seahawks are the exact reason why you don't pay your quarterback over 30 plus million dollars. Like it is, I mean, that's why you don't overpay quarterbacks. And I'm not saying that the Seahawks shouldn't have paid Russell Wilson because he's Russell Wilson, but even Russell Wilson is struggling with a roster this bad. The defense is terrible. They don't have any offensive pieces outside of like a couple of, you know, decent wide receivers that are still pretty inconsistent. Like, they can't protect them. They can't get after the quarterback. Like they can't cover anybody. It's just, it's embarrassing. Russell Wilson has to literally carry them on his back every single week in order for them to even remotely compete. It's unbelievable. So if that doesn't give you a little bit of a like, I I, I don't know. Like the Rams are now in first place in the NFC West. I have no idea what to think of Seattle. I don't. They're a playoff team. Like they're gonna make the playoffs, but like, are they going to win a playoff game? I don't. I don't know. Are they, if they get the number, because they they might have to play the Giants again. They might have to play the Giants again. I'd imagine that they'd beat the Giants again. But like, if they get to play Green Bay, if they get to play New Orleans, like, can they compete with those teams? I don't know if they can. Their roster's so bad. I don't know if they can. Uh, and this is the other one. Again, we already discussed uh, Jalen Hurts going in for Carson Wentz against the Packers. Um, the Patriots dismantled the Chargers yesterday in Los Angeles. I mean, 45 to nothing. I picked the Chargers to win the game. Okay. Boy, could I have not been more wrong. I mean, think about this for a second. This is the biggest takeaway for this. The Patriots right now are six and six. I mean, they're not out of it by any means necessary. I think everybody can agree at this point that the AFC this year is much stronger than the NFC. It is much stronger. There are way more good teams in the AFC than there are in the NFC. And I'm talking about, like, look, Pittsburgh, the, uh, Kansas City, Buffalo, Tennessee, Cleveland, Okay, Baltimore, Indianapolis, like there are so many good teams in the AFC. So many. Even the Raiders are not bad. Like there are legitimate competitive teams from top to bottom in the AFC. New England is not out of it. Keep this in mind. The Patriot if you want if you wanted an idea of how good their coaching is. Okay, if you don't think coaching matters, this is, and, and this kind of goes towards the Brady-Belichick debate, too, and who's going to win that marriage. Tom Brady with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Gronk. I mean, 
and that defense and that offensive line, with all of those surroundings, the Buccaneers are seven and five. The Patriots with Cam Newton, who has four touchdown passes, I'm sorry, five touchdown passes and nine interceptions on the year. Okay, Cam Newton is, in my eyes, the worst quarterback in the NFL this year. He is awful. They're six and six. Without good weapons. I mean, my God, the Patriots are six and six. With Cam Newton yesterday was 12 for 19 for 69 yards and a touchdown yesterday, and the Patriots won 45 to nothing. 45 to nothing. If I, I don't, where did those points come from? Like, I, I, if you don't believe in coaching, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that's just, that's crazy. That's crazy. They benched Cam Newton towards the end of the game. They put in Jared Stidham, and he threw for a touchdown. Like, it's just, it's, uh, it's crazy. And I, I know the Chargers are three and nine, but Justin Herbert has been torching the NFL. I mean, that's a good Charger roster. The Chargers roster is better than the Patriots roster. I, I mean, there's no reason why that game should have been that lopsided. Um, so that's just a quick recap of what happened yesterday. Um, so let's pick the games uh, for tonight, and we'll pick the game for tomorrow. We'll pick the game for Thursday as well uh, into week 14. Uh, Steelers are favored over Washington in Pittsburgh by 6.5. Uh, Washington right now is 4-7. and seven. Steelers are 11-0. and 0. Uh, This one's pretty easy. The Steelers are going to win this game, and I think they're going to win the game pretty handsomely. Um, the only thing going for Washington right now is their great front seven. They get after the quarterback really, really well, and – Honestly, it, that's a really good Steeler offensive line. It's really good. So I, I, I don't, I don't see them, um, you know, being able to get to Ben all that much. Plus, uh, Alex Smith is a great story. He hasn't really been playing well uh, since he came back from the injury. Three touchdowns, five interceptions, nothing to brag home about. Um, but Ben's been really good this year. Twenty-five touchdowns, six picks. He's been really good. Twenty-eight hundred yards. Uh, look, the Steelers right now, they're a top two team in the NFL. Uh, they're going to beat Washington. Let's just say, uh, you know, uh, let's say 30 to 13 uh, Steelers beat the Washington football team. Uh, Buffalo and San Francisco, it's going to be in Arizona. San Francisco right now is a point and a half favorite over Buffalo. Buffalo's eight and three, 49ers are five and six. I love Buffalo here. It's a really uncomfortable situation for the 49ers. Really, really uncomfortable. Uh, obviously they're playing with a backup quarterback. Nick Mullins has been, you know, whatever, like he's, he's a backup quarterback. He's not going to do much. Um, and the bills defense is fantastic. They run the ball. Well, their offense has been really dynamic this year with a bunch of different pieces. Uh, I love the bills in this spot. Like I said, it's not really a home game for San Francisco. It's in Arizona. It's kind of uncomfortable for them. It's going to take a lot of adjustments for San Francisco to get comfortable. So give me the bills here. Uh, I'll say 27, 17, uh, bills over the 49ers. Uh, and then on Tuesday, uh, to finish out week 13, that gives everybody 12 games played. So all of these records are completely the same. Now, uh, Dallas Cowboys, Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, the Ravens are favored by eight and a half at home. Dallas right now, three and eight Ravens are six and five. Uh, Andy Dalton is, uh, starting for the Cowboys. It will be Lamar Jackson playing for the Ravens. That's one thing we know now. Lamar Jackson will play for the Ravens. And with that, that's going to make me pick the Ravens. The Ravens really need this win. They're going to be playing with a lot of urgency. They can't lose to the Cowboys in their own building. The Ravens also need to stay in the playoff hunt. Okay, this is a good roster. They could win a playoff game or two. So if they get, you know, they they have to play the rest of the season with urgency, get into the playoffs. Right now they're in third place in their own division behind Pittsburgh and Cleveland, so they got to get up there. Uh, so I think that's going to matter a lot. Uh, plus, I uh, just got a uh, notification now. The Cowboys just put Zach Martin, their star offensive lineman, on IR, so they're going to be without him. Andy Dalton's going to be facing a lot of pressure. There's a lot of reasons to pick the Ravens tonight. I think they're going to control the clock. I, this is going to be... Uh, I think this could be a pretty ugly win 
for the Baltimore Ravens as far as how much they kill the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to say 35 to 10 Ravens over the Cowboys. And then before we go uh, quickly, I want to pick Thursday night for next week. The New England Patriots are going to L.A. to play the Rams. Rams right now are six-point favorites at home. Uh, Patriots are six and six. Rams are eight and four. I'm going to take the Rams here, but it's it. I mean, this is not like this is going to be a close game. The Patriots are riding the high right now. The Patriots Patriots have won four of their last five, but the Rams are moving right now. Better quarterback, uh, better offensive play calling. Uh, give me the Rams here. Close game. I'll say 27-24 Rams over the Patriots on Thursday night for next week. All right, that does it for us. It's great to have you with us. Uh, this has been Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. You got us every Monday and Friday from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock Eastern at Mike Guido 49 on Twitter. We will see you on Friday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.